Hello and welcome to The Contrarians, where we're right and you're wrong. I'm Alex. I'm Julio, and thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Help promote the algorithm and spread the word. You can also find us on SoundCloud to subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit our main website, wearethecontrarians.com. Follow us on Twitter at Contrarian Prime. And to like us on Facebook, visit facebook.com slash Contrarian Prime. And if you have the willpower to keep up with our pretentious ramblings, you can follow us individually at Contrarian Alex for myself and at Avnio for Julio. That's O-V-N-I-O. Now, time for the podcast. All right, we are recording the Prometheus commentary. That we are. Hello, and welcome back to the Contrarians, or we're right and you're wrong. Welcome to the year 2020. I know our uh, Avengers episode, the monolithic <laughs> Avengers episode that dropped on the first of the new year, but this is our first time recording in the new year, and this is our first time penetrating your ear holes with a commentary track in the year 2020 you know it's crazy and i thought about this i think as i was driving here like halfway to this movie (laughs) our last our last episode of the decade was mute that's kind of a kind of a wet part of an episode (laughs) (laughs) i mean not because the episode wasn't good but because the movie is so no yeah not good yeah Yeah. I i that was one of those when we recorded it uh, more or less just my own self-consciousness. I was like, I don't know if this is good. And then I re-listened to it, and I was like, pleasantly surprised. That was a great episode. Yeah, but it just goes to show they really... I mean, not to pat ourselves in the back too much, but you know, sometimes it's not so much about the quality of the movie. It's yeah. just about what conversation we can get out of it. And it definitely helped to have Dan there. So I think if nothing else, I'm going to say we close the decade not so much by reviewing Mute, but by crossing over with Netflix and Swill. And yeah. That, that makes it sound better. Yeah. And Dan was, yeah, really welcome addition. Uh, definitely have him on again in the future. Uh, well, you know, our commentary tracks, this is our third one. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast at all, uh, this isn't our usual format. Uh, this is just something we kind of have done along the way with movies that are uh, specifically near and dear, not necessarily to either of our hearts, but to the uh zeitgeist of the podcast movies that are consistently referenced and yeah and that wouldn't uh it wouldn't work so well as a, as a regular episode yeah so for this one yeah it, our normal gimmick is uh we take a movie that's rated high on Rotten tomatoes we usually stick 85 percent up argue a case for the bad in it take a movie that's um we usually go for like what 30 percent and under yeah yeah every now we've done like 35 and under Talk about how it's good. So for this movie being at 73%, it obviously wouldn't fit into that mold. Uh, so been getting feedback on our Avengers episode. We do appreciate all that. I think we'll kind of revisit that when we hit back into the numeric fo- form of uh, uh, recent feedback and also recent trans- transgressions in the, the uh, film industry. <laughs> the list of a town effect the, the strikes in, again. The, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you would have to be crazy to think we're not going to talk about Rise of Skywalker at some point, but we'll save that uh, most likely for um, Watchmen. Yeah, we'll be recording Watchmen this weekend. We'll probably just tack that on to the end of it because why not? 
Uh, we got to be careful, though. We're going to turn off people if we have too many of these two and a half hour long episodes. Well, yeah. How long is this movie, Alex? It's like two hours right on the nose, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was longer. Uh, I don't know. Just listening to people talk about it in drones. Uh, droves, excuse me. So, if you are going to sync up your Blu-ray, DVD, LaserDisc, VHS, what have you, of Prometheus... Do so and press play now. And away we go. When was the last time you watched this movie? Uh, a couple years ago, maybe. I, I remember specifically the last time I watched this, I was cleaning the house and I just put it on kind of as background noise. Uh, so, ooh, I forgot the uh, signature has got a good steel blue tint to it. it looks like Avatar. Well... <laughs> is that a 20th century fox movie avatar it's yeah. a james cameron movie so yes it's all you need to know that was really tripping me out at disney because they were selling it like the movie and they obviously have all the rights to the shit in like the amusement park but it's still i don't think it's technically a disney movie like i'm pretty sure on the back of the dvd or whatever now it doesn't have the disney logo like it does for all the mcu movies <laughs> does it just say disney presents a james cameron <laughs> production uh not related to any of this but like every time i see two or three signatures stacked on top of each other like signature clips uh you saw the disaster artist right yes that's like my favorite part in that movie when the movie premieres and he's got like the two signatures but it says the same thing on both of them (laughs) all right so quick history with prometheus i saw this the weekend it came out in theaters uh in Denton, I saw it in 3D, which if you've listened to the podcast for much, if at all, if this, you know, you probably only need to listen to one episode to know my thoughts on 3D movies, but I thought this one uh, had a really good shot at being pretty awesome. And it was. Um, with Prometheus, any discussion of it always comes intense polarization. Julio and I are both uh, in favor of this movie. Yeah, we, I, th- I think that, like we've said, of other movies that we've covered in the in the show. This is one of those movies where we uh, that made us go like, "Hey, <laughs> you like it too," uh, which is crazy because you would think. I don't know. I I always forget how much people tend to dislike this movie or how how vocal people can be about hating this movie uh, until it pops up online or something, and uh, or until I talk to Eddie. And <laughs> yes, it's definitely one that. If people viciously despise it, I forgot how gorgeous this opening is. Uh, which, yeah, to me, I mean, Michael Fossbender, man, you, the cast in this alone, like we've talked about, the worst thing a movie can do is you can say it was a waste of your time. Not that it was bad, but I mean, right. And so many people acted like this was, you know, uh, Mac and me type shit. Well, the the thing is that. I don't know. I don't know how you went into it, but I went into it not really thinking that it had anything to do with with Alien or Aliens as a franchise. I I knew it's really Scott, and I knew that there were rumors that it was originally supposed to be an Alien prequel. But then I kind of got the feeling that that had been scrapped. So I went in completely. I had no baggage, no Alien related baggage. Um, and honestly, it had been so long since it's in the original Alien that even when they got to the I don't know, the ship with the, you know, I was like, is it, is it not? I don't know. By the way, this opening, 
I've seen this movie a number of times. I still can't tell you what the hell's going on. <laughs> oh, no. And, and we'll get into further discussion of that as this movie progresses. Uh, Hula not liking it doesn't mean that we think it all makes sense and it's all good. But, uh, but I'm okay with it not making sense all the time. That's fine. I mean, Charlie Theron <laughs> provides her Lifetime Achievement Award for the Razzies in this uh, at one point. Yeah. But, I mean, do you have any any idea, any fears about what's going on here at the beginning with this half-naked man and the... Uh, if we had, if we weren't doing a commentary track, if we watched this and then recorded, I could probably piece together something a bit more. But for what I remember right now, no. Yeah, he. I mean, he jumps into water. He dissolves, right? Well, he takes whatever that is—the right. stuff that Fossbender eventually feeds to some guy—and it like starts fucking all his shit up inside. And then he falls in the water, and then I mean, as one dilutes. does. <laughs> we had to uh, complete the circle on what we we're talking about about the alien movie. Uh, this is just another classic example of in modern times with the internet, people just taking a grain of potential truth and then just hammering it and basically jumping to conclusions and then getting mad when the conclusion that they jumped to wasn't the one. Right. Um, oh, yeah, he does dissolve. I thought yeah. he just like fell. No, 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 no. Because I think, see, I thought. And uh, I guess this is a good time to confirm my theory. <laughs> I thought that we were seeing the beginning of life on planet Earth. You know, his, uh, he dissolves, and then whatever particles of him ah. are floating around, that's what eventually gives birth to life on Earth. But I couldn't even tell you if we're on Earth right now. And I don't think it's ever addressed in the movie. So. But, you know, I was always able to not worry about it because in my mind whatever movie came next was going to answer that. Yeah. And I don't think that happened. I've, seen, I've only seen Alien Covenant once, and I don't think they ever cleared this up. I have not seen Alien Covenant, but I have literally not heard a good thing about it. Um, I was just talking to your sister about this right before we started, because uh, she was telling me how much she hates it. <laughs> and, I love the franchise. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I, I saw it once. I didn't hate it, but it was kind of underwhelming, I guess. Uh I don't know. It's I guess it's a discussion for another time, but I it's definitely not it was a letdown after what I think Prometheus sets up. Um I think that's definitely hurt Prometheus's legacy because with a lot of movies like this, if it leads to bigger and better things, you can kind of justify that the first one didn't necessarily hit a grand slam, but mm -hmm. since I think resentment towards it has just kind of grown because what's followed it has not been uh, up to snuff. 2089, yeah. so we're 69. Nice. Trump's no longer president. 69 years away. Well, <laughs> just like his head, like Futurama. <laughs> <Yeah>. they... <laughs> I'd rather Donald Trump is no longer president. Uh, okay, not you... what, who's not Tom Hardy? What's his name? Logan Marshall Green. Yeah. Who you haven't seen Upgrade yet, right? No, it's you know he's. Did he come out of the thing. same factory as Jai Courtney? I think he's a he's a model that took. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a, the successful one. He's great in Upgrade. Isn't he in the? Uh, what's the Suicide Squad? No, yeah, that's uh, Jai Courtney. <laughs> okay, Jesus, I wasn't even trying to be funny. And of course, uh, Numi Rapace of. Did you know her from anything before? Because I know she was in the original Dragon Girl with Tattoo. Girl Dragon Tattoo, yeah. Well, but yeah, but that's the original. Mm -hmm. You'd seen it? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't. I've only seen the Fincher one. 
I have not seen the Fincher one. I've just seen the original. And I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen the girl who stole the library card and all the other ones. <laughs> uh, this this would have been after the drop. And that was a great movie. Uh, so do you think she was acting oh, the- next to Logan Marshall Green? I was like, hey, Tom. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Logan. I've seen her in something else that I... Really good. I can't remember what though. I never did see that movie Passion she made with uh, Rachel McAdams though. That, based on the poster alone, I felt it was uh, imperative that I see it. And yet, I have not. <laughs> um. So what I like about Prometheus, uh, and I can say this acknowledging all its flaws, is that it really seemed to be doing something different, going for something different. Mm-hmm. Uh. And that was the whole idea of we're going to find out where we came from as a species. That seemed to me really cool and something that if they were really going to explore that um, as a as a trilogy, that to me was fantastic. That, was, that sounded epic. And just to dip into Alien Covenant one more time, it seems that instead it became a it just instead of where we came from, it becomes like where the aliens came from. Which I'm not as interested in. Yeah. Um, but you know, they look at the paintings in that cave, and then they, uh, and you know, we had that. Uh, hey, Patrick hey! Wilson. It's uh, what's his last name in the A team? Pike. Pike. No. <laughs> Agent Pike. In the A team? Yeah. yeah. Really? Pike. Then, right? Because no, then uh, that's Buffy. I could swear it's. Oh, when, that's Buffy. Yeah. Uh, Lynch. Excuse Lynch, me. There you go. There's yeah. someone named Pike in that movie. Pike is the. Yeah. Pike's another character in that movie, but it's Lynch because then you have John Hamm at the end who has the same name, which no time like the present to mention that. Fuck you all for not seeing the first A Team movie because we could have gotten a sequel <laughs> where John Hamm was the bad guy. <laughs> or was he? We would never know. <laughs> Enter Michael Fossbender who plays David. That's literally the only character's name I remember from this. But he is a robot, a robot. Uh, I guess, what would you say? Is it, I mean, robot is just any sort of machine, and then android is the one that looks like a cyborg. like a human. Well, no, he's not a cyborg. Cause... Cyborg is if you're in the Justice League Okay. and you're black. All right. Yeah, they're traveling to a far-off, distant planet, and they've all been under uh, hibernation and like a freaking creep he's just going and watching all their memories and dreams his uh chris pratt and passengers minus the emotion i guess this was in the midst of fossbender mania uh if i remember timetables correct shame would have been the year before this i think 2012 was that the was same? Was that what was your your first Fassbender exposure? Because mine was Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that probably would have been it. And then my first like, holy shit, this dude rules! I'm trying to remember. I, I remember really liking him as Magneto. But that was after this, right? First class was before this. Really? Well, I if I remember correctly, he got second billing, like on the posters and shit. <laughs> that was from shame. Yeah. <laughs> this is the. Uh... They just measure penises to see who was going to be a... Did I go... Did you and me see Shame together? No. Might have seen I don't think so. But we, it was... It's a bit different than Prometheus. <laughs> yeah. A little more sex. 
a little more a lot more frontal very uncomfortable nude Carrie Mulligan I mean that movie that's also the tie into Prometheus is it's also a movie that I think both you and I enjoy more than uh our circle of friends it's definitely uh if Fassbender wasn't in it it would be like what is this mess <laughs> Um, so what do you think of his performance here? Because I love it, even though the first time I was watching it, I was having trouble reconciling the fact that he's an android, and yet he seems to have feelings. He's just really good at hiding them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's definitely like uh, maniacal, and it's definitely like he has, oddly enough, he's the most... Uh, robotic character but he probably has the most interesting like 360 degree character in the entire movie because yeah it seems like somewhere along the way he like learned uh will and you know right so to me that's awesome yeah the fact that you and i figure that out and i'm sure that anybody else could figure that out we're not geniuses and just watching the movie we can infer that oh he's Free not will as is the expression i was looking for yeah, yeah he's not as void of emotion and humanity as i think he's letting everybody else believe yeah um but i could also see people i've seen people leveling that criticism towards the movie it's like hey he's supposed to be an android he's supposed to not have emotions and yet you can tell that there's something else going on i was like i don't think that's a bad performance i think that's a choice throughout the entire story that that he's concealing this and here we go oh i forgot that was i don't know why i thought charlie saron didn't show up until much later she just doesn't really do much it's furiosa furiosa comes in horribly delivers lines and then leaves I think you're being too harsh. Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Theron, whatever. She's a great actress, but um, she is uh, not good in this. Really? I mean, okay, well, uh, let's see how it goes. Because I don't remember, other than her terrible, terrible, terrible line <laughs> towards the end of the movie, I, I don't remember disliking her. She hooks up with uh, Idris Elba, right? I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> I do believe so. There you go. Then I rest my case. She can't be that bad. <laughs> Why is her hair dry? Oh, wait. No. Uh, Charlize Theron was wet because she took a shower or something. Okay. So even... That guy. If you said that it's not a, a prequel to Alien, the Alien aesthetic is definitely there. Oh, yeah. See, the whole thing and what the Internet kills shit like this is like, uh, spoiler alert, uh, at the end when the Xenomorph shows up, like, if there hadn't been any hinting towards that and then people saw this movie, that's the kind of sh- your thing about uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. Civil War. The problem is they feel that, you know, film studios and uh, creators alike feel they have to lean into that to ensure that the diehards come out Mm -hmm. to see it type thing. Yeah. Which is really, it's a shame because all you had to do is say, I would think all you had to do was say, it's a movie set in the alien universe. Not say it's an alien prequel. Yeah. And then you're in. And also it gets complicated because uh, 
I know people that basically had their main problem with Prometheus was just that they were having trouble reconciling things that happen in this movie with the way that Alien starts. You know, you're talking about continuity and just kind of nitpicking certain details, which I understand. uh, If you're a huge fan, then you know you're you're upset about it. But it just that kind of stuff never bothered me. Like, oh, why is the I don't know know, the xenomorph white here when they're always green somewhere else? You know, I don't know. Um, The true xenomorphs are two dimensional sprites that scroll across (laughs) the screen in uh, Predator versus Alien. <laughs> or is it there's also I think there's a Terminator versus Alien game in the arcade. All right, here we go. Huge problem number one. Guy Pierce is awesome. And this was right around the time that <laughs> that's uh, the problem. <laughs> this was right around the time that Lawless came out, and he like you haven't seen Lawless, have you? Nope, not yet. God, that makeup, dude. <laughs> yes. Lawless is awesome, and he is even better than awesome in that movie. And so I thought, okay, we're going to, you know, Guy Pierce is back type thing. And then this shit comes out and he's just caked in this bad makeup. And there's literally, you know, God, in today's hashtag woke culture, like, I can't imagine the outrage of like, uh, why didn't they just use a real old person? (laughs) To be fair, even then, you know, it, all joking aside, it, there's no fucking just use William Hurt or like Patrick Stewart or something. Um, See, that would have pissed people way off. They use Patrick you, Stewart and they call him his first initials P and his last name's Card. Do you think that they did this because they were anticipating at some point? Oh, well, maybe it happens in this movie. And I just don't remember using Guy Pierce, young Guy Pierce. Yeah, young Guy Pierce, and that's the only reason why you have him covered in. Just layers and layers of makeup. What was the, so you can remove them? What was that movie with Leo J. Edgar where that was kind of the fuck? That movie won war awards and shit. I never saw it, but I just remember the makeup looked like. You're ass. mad about Green Book by uh, winning Oscars was really <laughs> the first offense was uh, J. Edgar winning makeup. If it did, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I've never liked it. I think that. Just traditional makeup to age people is usually hit or miss, more miss than hits, just for my taste. You know, people complain about CGI looking fake. To me, old people makeup looks fake. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It takes me out of the movie. But here, because it's a sci-fi movie, I can tell you it doesn't really bother me that much. It just, well, in the future, when people grow old, (laughs) they look funky. Yeah, to me, that's like... um... Uh, Gary Oldman's head plate in Fifth Element, like it looks really gaudy, but it's like, well, who knows? That that could be how things are then. Yeah, I mean, Guy Pierce is supposed to be really old in this movie. Yeah, past the like hundreds, like hundred and fifty. Diets could change, and we have the skin tone of uh, <laughs> a Ken doll. I'm trying to remember if uh, uh, Covenant opens with young Guy Pierce talking to uh, Fastbender. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> It's me, Guy Pierce. <laughs> what what his re- reinvigorated success? What was it parlayed into? Wasn't he in Iron Man three? Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sad. He's a he has a big part in Iron Man three too. So I've only seen it once. The whole time I was just like, nah. <laughs> um. So, other than, I mean, this guy, Lord Marshall Green, at the time he was not a name 
I don't even know if he's a name now. I mean, who I know is that guy is. with the glasses. He looks really familiar. I don't know, but that was gonna <laughs> T.J. Miller. Uh, but that was gonna be my my point that this is a crew of mostly unknowns, right? Who do you know out of that that gaggle? Yeah, <laughs> of no. scientists. That's the thing. I do recognize the dude with glasses there, and that Asian gentleman. Where do you know him from? Because he looks familiar too. But I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, I know. I didn't even know Naomi. Oh, wait, no. We did watch the drop before this, so I guess. But yeah, the big names to me here, as I was watching it, were uh, Idris Elba and uh, Charlie Theron. The Asian gentleman is uh, Benedict Wong of Doctor Strange fame. Oh, man. Put on a few LBs since this movie. <laughs> Um, is he is he in uh, The Martian? I have not seen The Martian. Oh, I think he might be. So he's a he's a Ridley Scott regular, at a least staple. one season two. <laughs> a few LBs. Okay, uh, homie with the glasses. I, I just saw his name. I didn't even have to look this Texas up. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I immediately remembered where I knew him from. Uh, Rafe. Rafe, I do apologize for mispronouncing your name. Uh, Rafe Spall. He, what I recognize him from is he is the author that's transcribing the story in Life of Pi. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've only seen that movie once, but I wouldn't have, that guy wouldn't have made an impression. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's great. Do you like that movie? I love Life of Pi. Oh, dude. well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's the explanation. It's heavy. Um, it was also the same year as this. So that guy was working overtime. It was the year of the Rafe. <laughs> um, uh, when you saw this, it, like when they showed that bed, I was like, oh, some shit's going to happen. I don't remember. Like honestly. the operating table. I'm trying to remember if I screened this uh, you know, as part of my job or if I actually went out and watched it. Uh, what did we say? This is 2010, right? 2012, summer of 2012. Oh, 2012. June of 2012. Um, I was in DFW for a wrestling pay-per-view that weekend, and I was like, part of it is like, I got to go see this. Because it was one of those, I wanted to see it before anyone spoiled anything for me. Yeah, I don't remember having that sense of urgency, just being curious about it. We, I think we either argued about this on air or right after we finished recording, when you we're being an asshole and pretending like you don't remember, didn't remember the trailer for this that had the boop, like the noise that kept playing at the end. <laughs> I dude, still don't remember. Oh dude, that trailer got me rock hard. I remember that was one of those. Uh, I would remember uh, I'd be in projection. And I remember at what point it played on certain movies and I'd make sure to catch it on every run. Um, I think you're a bigger alien fan than I am. And I like them all. Uh, I mean, I'm not the Alien versus Predator. I haven't watched those, but I haven't seen those either. You know, the the core four, uh, I like them all to different degrees. Uh, Didn't really have anything to do with that. It was the I was really excited about Numi Rapace getting a leading role in a big Americanized blockbuster. I liked uh, Michael Fassbender, and like, man, that's the whole point of a trailer. A good trailer can make you believe anything's going to be, you know, fucking wagyu beef. And then. And then it goes out into the world and it gets dissected frame by frame. <laughs> yeah. And then they just squeeze the joy out of it. Well, that was the last kind of 
um, that era was kind of the end of the great trailer in that the trailers were still crafted in a way that was almost artistic in and of itself. Like I've talked about this endlessly. The first full length trailer for the dark Knight is still like, I have a more vivid recollection of watching that in the theater than most movies I've seen in my life. (laughs) And similar for this now trailers pretty much consist of, you got to show who's in the movie and you got to basically lean into what you, you want your target audience to be enticed by for a while back in our day, especially at this point in time, movie trailers are more geared just towards being good trailers. Like the Lewin Davis trailer was really good. And I think that was around this time too, but that's well, I mean, Lewin Davis is kind of a different beast because I was about to say, if you made a trailer for Prometheus today, they would probably include the shot of the, the xenomorph. Alien. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but with Lewin Davis, what could you spoil in that movie? <laughs> he doesn't make it. <laughs> But yeah, the point being, I just remember specifically in that pocket of time between like 2008 and 2012, there were a lot of money trailers. God, I forgot how good this looks. It looks great. Man, now that you've pointed out who Benedict Mong is, I just, I can't not see him. But at the same time, he looks so much younger, which would make sense. Yes. I mean, it's... I mean it was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Fastbender just cracked made some kind of smart ass remark had a hint of a smile mm-hmm. that kind of stuff i like it but it would on the surface contradict the fact that he's an android it, they should have noticed <laughs> does uh charles minor speak in his british accent or is the american in this uh apparently he's english there you go or uh, speaks in a americanized accent well Idris Elba for you non <laughs> non office fans. Non office fans. I just remember he plays a accordion at some point. He's good in this too. Yeah, I mean you barely they give him nothing. Yes, but they gave him a hero moment toward the end. Oh yeah, the most dignified hero moment of all. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that the I, I will always like applaud a movie when they do a, a kamikaze hero moment <laughs> um i mean independence day randy quaid well at top of the list after that everything else is measure against that i'm back i don't do you remember what idris elba says here before he uh, sacrifices himself does he have a a one-liner mm-hmm. he does he says like hands up and they like all put their hands in the air nice. uh for and then from that, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, because then you have the the fucking, we'll get to it, but the Benny Hill moment of Charlie's <laughs> there and trying to run away from the ship falling. Yep. Um, okay, so I, I really, I still, and I like the movie, but I do see them all as a blur uh, as far as the crew. Uh, and I don't think that throughout the movie, I don't think that they really do much to stand apart. No, uh, from this, know. yeah, it, it quickly becomes the Fossbender show, and yeah. then they explore. It was like, there's two dudes, I'm guessing the, the guy with the glasses is one of them, that have the first contact with one of the creatures, and then they die. To me, the most frustrating thing about this movie, that's why I wouldn't call this bad, I would call it <clears> frustrating, <throat> is the most interesting part about it, they 
handle really delicately through the first and second act. Uh, that being uh, Numi Rapace's desire to hang on to her faith in the in the face of all these things uh-huh. that contradict it. And then, actually, it carries on into the third act. But then, in the last ten minutes, it's just like, just like a <laughs> airplane toilet flush. Just <laughs> action, action. No, actually, the the very last minutes of the movie, I really like. Really, that's like when what killed car- it for Reed. Like, uh, really, when she's carrying the head of uh, Fassbender, and she's like, "Off we go to find our makers." Uh, oh no, just he. We'll get to it, but he always referred he like when he talked to me about it the first time. He's like, and then it fucking just became a Friday the Thirteenth movie at the oh, end. Oh no, no, I mean after that, I guess oh, okay. the, the epilogue. The epilogue, the, yeah. After Jason's been banished to the bottom of the lake, <laughs> and uh, in the in regards to that religion angle that they work throughout this, my I was about to say my favorite shot isn't in the movie, but there was a shot in the trailer that. I now understand where it was going to go in the movie, but for some reason it's not in here. They got and I'll two hours on the dot broach that subject when we get to it. No, it's like they show a different shot, and like I can tell from the shot in the trailer because it's just like at the end of the trailer, it's like doom, 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 doom. it's all these like rapid fire shots. But I know exactly where it was in the movie, and for some reason they took it out. Is it the shot of? Uh... Henry Cavill with his arms extended it's as the if he was sh- on the cross. It's the shot of Fassbender looking at his naked body in the mirror. <laughs> what on earth is that? Um, so, w- do you remember when you were watching this? Henry Cavill. That's who's in the glasses is Henry yeah, Cavill. there you go. Don't, Clark don't recognize me. <laughs> um, do you remember having an idea of where this was going as, as you were watching it? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, do you think, okay, well, they're exploring, they're going to find some sort of creature that's lethal, I think that creature's going to kill them one by one. (laughs) Well, not one by one, but it was, I mean, these things aren't rocket science. I guess, I just don't remember having that feeling. Despite them flying a rocket ship through space. (laughs) I think because, like I said, I didn't go into it expecting an alien movie, so to me, anything could happen. (laughs) Maybe they could all make it out alive. Yeah. Uh, But I guess my first hint should have been that none of the other characters are particularly well-developed, so of course they're just cannon fodder. Yeah. But man, this looks great. Yeah. I haven't seen it in even longer than you. I don't know if you remember, but I had a birthday party uh, probably at least five years ago where one of the movies we played in the background was Prometheus. Nice. Um, and of course I wasn't watching it but I remember just glancing remember when you had where you put the master on and I just stopped <laughs> socially interacting with people because I was just watching the master on your TV yeah oh you know what it was a party uh, when I was uh, it was not my apartment before I got married but the one before that one when we had uh, uh, the karaoke at the apartment and we stopped to play to start Prometheus and I remember glancing at some point and my friend that was operating the karaoke machine was looking. I, she had never seen Prometheus before, obviously. And she was just looking at the screen with this puzzlement on her face. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, the the naked man drinking and then oh, yeah, dissolving. Yeah. I remember that. You and I sang Jesus of Suburbia. Yes, we did. All 10 minutes of it. 
Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm like, all right, these fucking jobbers are going to get killed by something. <laughs> I know. They're, they're being way too careless about this. But that's some cool technology, though. And then I was like, all right, kill this guy. <laughs> kill the redhead. The redhead with a mohawk. You, you can't have both. Steampunk Seamus. <laughs> And then you're either one or the other. If I'm going to identify you, you're either redhead guy or mohawk guy. You can't yeah. be redhead mohawk guy. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, this stuff looked cool in 3D. All the digital effects and whatnot. So what's your problem with Charlize? I mean, so far I haven't seen her do anything <laughs> egregious. She's just like... Standing there? I mean, that's... I remember thinking for a portion of the movie that she was also a robot. <laughs> Because she's so just, you know, robotic in her movement. And <laughs> it's one of these movies you watch and, God, we've done so many of these now that I, you know, I always struggle for an example or a throwback. We've talked about this in different episodes of great actors that are in movies that you're just so baffled by because they look like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And this isn't like what I was talking about with the Avengers Rachel McAdams with the CG thing. That has nothing to do with it. It's just like... It's all practical. It's like, what is she doing? And, you know, the the coup de grace that we'll get to here in a little bit. It, if this was the first thing I ever saw Charlie staring in, I would be like, I'm not watching any movies with that woman again. Uh, but fortunately, the first thing I saw her in was Reindeer Games, and I was 13 years old, so she will always have a very... She has your heart. I was going to say soft spot, but for those intents and purposes, it would be a hard spot. Um, I think that... Uh... I mean, obviously, the character is meant to be sort of an ice queen. Maybe only so that she can hook up with... Uh, so that it's so amusing when she hooks up with Idris Elba. Yeah. And if that's if that's the case, I mean, I'm yeah, fine. That's I'm such that. a cliche. Right. But you just need some loving, woman. <laughs> yeah, perhaps not the most progressive of depictions. <laughs> <laughs> These guys acting like teenagers... That woman that looks like everyone's landlord. <laughs> I don't know if she's had a single line thus far. Uh, she's a, the poor man, Silda Swinton. Sort of a Doctor Strange pre-reunion here. <laughs> Do you remember the order in which these guys die? The, the guys in the ship? They all die together, right? Correct. They, they just go in the... Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, Logan Marshall Green dies before oh, dude, the gets, scientists. He, I, I know he gets infected. He gets the but... worst. Yeah, he like turns into um, uh, is it Kurtwood Smith? Is that Red's name <laughs> in RoboCop? Yes. <laughs> um, wait, is that does that happen to him in that movie? Yeah, he falls on the that's, in, the yeah, acid. Oh, yeah, gets hit by the car. I always forget that he's in that movie. He's just red. Oh yeah. Okay, so see, look at look at uh, Fassbender here. That facial expression—that's not an android's facial expression. <laughs> it's uh, threat level midnight, where um, Dwight just thought his character was supposed to be a robot, and like <laughs> Michael's like that character's not supposed to be a robot. <laughs> 
So remind me if you remember. God, that's like three office office references so far. I need to cool it on that. Um, what's uh, what's Fassbender's master plan here? Uh, if he does have one, because I remember. I can't remember who he works for. He works this for uh, awesome. he works for Guy Pierce. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, those are the, the architects. Yeah. The ghosts, sort of. See, this stuff, it's creepy. Uh, it builds good tension. Even though, really, there's not a whole lot that's happening as far as action. Like we haven't had any aliens yet, and we're like, what, 30 minutes in? Fucking, yeah. It's really, that scene's really well set up. It's like, but I do love the idiocy of like, well, these uh, creatures that were twice the size of us were running away from something, so let's go <laughs> towards where they were going. Um, Yeah, if I vaguely remember, like, David works for Guy Pierce, so he's trying to get intel on the situation, and basically the the crew are all just basically sacrificial lambs that can be used to get what they need. So he's kind of like the Paul Reiser of this version. Yeah. In, in Aliens, Paul Reiser is basically his mission, unbeknownst to anybody else, is to collect an alien. But I guess, for that matter, uh, the android in the first Alien also, yeah. right? But what I don't know is, uh, for this movie, I don't know if like he goes rogue. Because remember, he's the one that uh, infects, not Tom Hardy. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that, if nothing else, Alien Covenant, it, it does confirm that he went rogue. Um, so I think that maybe this movie, Prometheus, was doing far more planning ahead than, uh, than the current Star Wars trilogy in which they already had a pretty good plan of where they were going to go with the Fassbender character. And they they planted the seeds here. Um, I am pretty sure that Covenant starts with a, a scene set in the past between uh, Fassbender and Guy Pierce, where it's either hinted or explicitly, explicitly they were said lovers. that... <laughs> if only. No, uh that he is more advanced than they think. But I'm also thinking that if you're watching this for the first time, there's no way you pick up on all that. No. Um, those are some sweet suits, by the way. The backlight? Yeah. I mean, the, well, it just looked cool. It's not just the backlight, but <laughs> the design is pretty sleek. Uh, and if you're a blonde Michael uh, Fassbender, then even more flattering. She got a line, Alex. She did. So that's, see, that's supposed to be one of the architects. 
Well, I've never figured out. I can't remember if they explained it or not. So basically, this was their planet, but then fucking these creatures came and overran it. No, they created them. Isn't that what happened? Like that. Sure. It's been a while <laughs> since I've watched this. Um, I think they they created the. Yeah, they maybe they create the aliens and they use them as weapons. Um. But see, I could not tell you how that ties into the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. with the I mean, what is that that guy that drinks the thing? Is that one of the architects? He, he looks it's, like the dude that comes in the movie later. Okay, so they just Okay, yeah, cuz there's the the queen. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, Terrence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i've always resisted this thing has a commentary from ridley scott mm-hmm. right i would hope that he would at least either cop to not really knowing what that beginning means or he would just tell you oh, just no, explain it this is what we're going for maybe that's not even earth at, at the beginning Um, it would be awesome if the commentary track he's just like I don't know <laughs> like it's I had a dream wanted to shoot this <laughs> it's like uh, uh, Wes Craven in New Nightmare he's just transcribing his dreams yes <laughs> I think that guy not Benedict Wong and obviously not Idris Elba but the third guy he's from a uh, the TV show Hannibal. I think. So Ray puts him a, a level above everybody else on that ship. Yeah, see? Charlie's supposed to be a badass. Okay. <laughs> she is the the Ripley of this movie. Mm, don't like that. Yeah, there's the queen. All right, so David is collecting samples. They got the head. Um, so did the aliens and the architects live together? No, I... I mean, in the sense that they're creatures that they created and they... I'm assuming they kept them in like cages, or like they had like alien farms or whatever. <laughs> I see now. I'm getting like confused with Covenant. I'm trying to remember which movie is it that explicitly it? says that they created the aliens so they could use them as weapons against other worlds. What the that fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark skull. <laughs> How is how is the 3D on this uh, mummy inspired sequence? I, I don't. <laughs> it did not have Brendan Fraser, so I was not enthralled whatsoever. Uh, the only 3D things I really remember are what I called out, and then a scene a little bit later on. It wasn't shot with three dimensional cameras. I know that, but a lot of the post work, there was more effort put into it than a lot of 3D movies. Oh shit. Ooh forgot about that 
Ow. All for the head. Who's that? Who got hit? And who's on the outside? I think it's David. Is it? Charlie. No, Charlie was already inside. Oh. Trust me. Uh, Danny McBride's in Covenant, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, he's not particularly memorable. Ah, uh, here we go. Michael Fassbender to save the day. Yeah. With his emotions. <laughs> his self-awareness. <laughs> yes. Do you prefer your Fassbender blonde or brunette? The blonde did throw me off. I, I, was, <laughs> I was not prepared for it. So I was glad I did see it in the trailer to kind of prepare me. <laughs> You ever seen Hunger? Yeah. I I was going to say, I gave it to you for your birthday, but that doesn't mean anything because I gave it to you before I'd watched it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, it's uh, part of the Fossbender-Steve McQueen trilogy. Yeah. You've seen 12 Years a Slave, right? Oh, yeah. God, he's a bad guy in that movie. <laughs> Oh, they left the nerds behind. That's what happened. <laughs> now these two nerds are arguing. <laughs> well, I hope your bra bomb works, Don DeLinger. <laughs> I was trying to remember when I was asking you the order in which they died, because I knew that uh, Logan Marshall Field died in the ship, but he seemed way too relaxed in my memory of it if they had already lost the two scientists and that's because the two scientists are left behind. So they never really understand. They never really know that they died, I guess. What can possibly go wrong? These two throwaway characters are stranded <laughs> in this cave. They just have to make it till morning. Uh, so that's gross. They just grabbed that giant alien head, brought it into their ship. No disinfectant. I mean, now they just did the thing. Here we go. <laughs> the physical embodiment of charisma. But that's that's the character, Alex. She's supposed that's a lot of acting for Charlize Theron to suppress her her natural charisma. Just be like really uptight, humorless. Does she have a an accent? The A little bit of one. The, the vice principal lady? Oh, the vice principal. I don't. You're talking about Numi Rapace. Oh no, no, she does. Yeah, I was going to say meant to have one. That's gross. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so this is the moment we were supposed to go. That's the guy from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. 
So I love they're all like smocked up and and then uh, not Tom Hardy's just in the background there drinking a fucking Perrier. In his sweats. Yeah. It's like what the hell is that? I think I make it talk. I remember. Oh yeah, it does like open its eyes or something. It's like Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> So is it that they all look the same? All aliens look the same? Or are we being racist? (laughs) That's the thing. Do all humans look the same to them? I mean, probably. Oh, shit. See, that's David looking concerned. It was like, you shouldn't look concerned if you're an android. Man, this shit is creepier than... Any of the xenomorphs. <laughs> I forgot all about this. <laughs> okay, he doesn't talk then. He just <laughs> he just makes faces. Oh. They reverse microwaved him. I think he's getting drunk. Yeah, he's not drinking Perrier. He's just (laughs) getting sauced over there. Wildly irresponsible. What's his problem? (laughs) Why is he acting like... You signed up for this mission, homeboy. Right. He's bummed that they only got the head, not the entire body. Man, that's more awesome costuming here. He looks Looks like like he's in Tron. Yeah. I want the action figure of Fassbender with that helmet. I think they made one of those really insanely detailed, like $95 action figures of Fassbender in this. Really? Yeah. Do you have the helmet? I don't I don't know. I mean, I would hope that he would have some sort of accessory, not just Fassbender. He came with Charlie Theron's absorbed acting ability. <laughs> See, look, she is a robot. <laughs> she has secrets. She is playing a kind of sloppily written, strong female character in quotations. <laughs> look at that. She's kicking Fassbender's ass. No kiss. <laughs> Sexual tension is palpable between the two droids. I mean, it's Fossbender, of course. I think that when you... Uh, Living or not, I mean, no sexual constraints. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Does it have working parts? <laughs> That's all that matters. Um, I think when you're doing one of these movies, because you need so many characters... To be the fodder. And I think I might have made this point at some other time when we did a movie similar to this, uh, some sort of slasher, but that you need to uh, quickly establish the personalities. Yeah. And so that's the problem with the like the two scientists that got left behind. I really can't, you know, one wears glasses, the other one's a redhead. That's, yeah. <laughs> but there's no personality. Um, Charlize Theron, at least I can tell you, oh yeah, she's supposed to be the ice queen. And that's, <laughs> so to me, that's a win. 
to me when I see her in this movie is like she's supposed to be a good actress. <laughs> oh man! See now, uh, if this was a Marvel movie, that would all be CGI, and a top forty hit would be playing right now. <laughs> He'd be like, you know, and this would be this scene would be setting up. Three movies on the line, yeah. yeah. He'd be, t- like, taking that apart, and it'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what's the song? Was, How you like me now? <laughs> that was, speaking of trailers from that era, that was you, me, and Eddie always joked about, if a trailer had that song in it, you knew the movie was going to be shit. Bad news. <laughs> yeah. Huge red flag. Uh, Here we go. Big things have little beginnings. <laughs> oh, they're Small beginnings. So that was really cool. I just noticed that for the first time. Did you see his fingerprint? It was. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it had uh, the company logo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he took that that thing from the planet without anybody else knowing, right? That's why he's uh, studying it on his own. <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh, not Tom, I would say not Tom Green, not not Tom Hardy. It's about to give us a monologue where he explains why he got drunk. He explains why what his fucking problem is. I love how uh, <laughs> Fassbender, whether like it doesn't, you don't know what his intentions are or what his orders are, but it just seems at this point he's become this massive socio- sociopath. He's like, <laughs> what does this goo do? Well, let's go test it on this guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of the movie all, all kidding aside uh, because this conversation you know when he tells him you are my creator yeah, <laughs> and you are very disappointing to me let's see he acknowledged in that sentence that He's not supposed to have feelings, and yet he's making jokes. Because they they deserve to die. If you were in this ship, part of this crew, would you trust Fassbender? Oh, man. Would you take the drink? I forgot how clearly he puts his finger (laughs) in it right in front of him. And the dude's just like, all right. To good health. You are not drinking, David. Man, these guys. You think they just would like set up shop and just kind of waited until people came back? Instead, they went exploring like true scientists. Jesus. So... So let's say this was the the aliens, the Xenomorph production center, and something went wrong. The Xenomorphs escaped and killed everybody. Looks that way. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Basically, they realized how powerful of a thing they created. They're like, fuck. It's too late. One of the dumbass ones <laughs> left the lock unhinged or <laughs> yeah. some shit. Oh, I did bad. Went into play with one of the Xenomorphs. <laughs> ah, so one of the trackers hit a wall. Uh, what's the name of the ship in the 
The original. I was going to say the Lazarus, but that's <laughs> Jason takes Manhattan. Huh. I mean, it's literally like the two worst. Nostromo. Nostromo. There you go. The two worst possible people to leave behind got left behind. Love Idris Elba just this flannel blanket, <laughs> waking me up from my damn nap, <laughs> agitating my sciatica. I thought that we would have been would have seen him play the accordion by now. Is it just a one time thing? He doesn't that one scene. He was decorating the Christmas tree, which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Try not to bugger each other. What the hell? Why is that not freaking him out? He doesn't care. Oh, yeah. He's just a ship captain. He's, <laughs> it's like, I'm not getting off this ship. Well, also, I think that in his mind, they're overreacting. And he also knows these are throwaway characters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it was Charlize Theron down there. They're very inconsequential. Concerned. Yeah. If it was Numira Pace, he'd be like, get back. She vaping? Oh, no. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little recorder. <laughs> She's eating with chopsticks, though, which is... Spoiler alert to a bigger part in the movie. I think the implication is he's sauced and he's ready for loving. <laughs> Yeah. So he's bummed because they didn't find. Oh yeah, yes, exactly. He they thinks they wasted their time for. coming there. Yeah. All they found was dead people or dead aliens. So he's like, might as well get some loving on the other end of the universe. And she says, it's turkey time. <laughs> Said it's, it's xenomorph time. <laughs> get out that little chest burster. <laughs> okay. So we come from them. She literally just said that. Yeah. So... That would sort of validate the theory that what we saw at the beginning was the beginning of life on Earth. Yeah, that's a good call. Good catch. So that guy was sacrificing himself to create life on Earth? Was there no easier way? (laughs) (laughs) And And the movie cuts in right after they all drew straws. (laughs) Or he like lost like a surefire hand in a poker game. He lays him down, and then the other guy gets a flush. Damn it! You get to birth humanity. <laughs> but see, do they go around the universe just doing that to different planets, or and why? Like the why, I don't think ever gets answered. I guess the prerequisite is that wherever they go, the planet has to have a waterfall. <laughs> Have a beautiful place to, uh, for life to start. All right, let's wrap this up. This is going a bit long. Well, it's his final scene. 
right? We're about to say goodbye to uh, Logan Marshall Green. I mean, I jest about why are they having sex? But I mean, fuck. <laughs> They've been asleep for two years. Yeah, and homeboy's probably got ten pounds of pudding in him. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's one of the things where you're you're in a new location, new environment. Yeah, it just you perk up. It's like hotel rooms always get you going. Yeah, yeah. Anything that breaks the routine. Uh, Charlie Theron is in the same ship. <laughs> Robot Charlize Theron. <laughs> uh, oh, there we go. There you go. Oh, it's an organ. It's not an accordion. Now this is sexual tension. Not what she had with David earlier. So he fucks a robot? <laughs> That was the one thing they gave his character. An accordion? <laughs> An accordion. <laughs> like, and, and it's going to be a not just any accordion, but some sort of antique. They just had to work it in. He just showed up on set with it. <laughs> like, I've been practicing this for a while, all right? <laughs> this scene, I mean, I love it, but this scene has nothing to do with the movie. No. It's just... Idris Elba is about to... Break down the ice wall. Having not seen it in a while, not analyzed it the way we are right now, though, I do appreciate that it's right after not Tom Hardy and Numi Rapace getting at it because it sets the tone that, like, basically everybody's the tide in is this right ship. for fucking. <laughs> Dude, this is some masterful acting from both of them. No words necessary uh, until then. now it may not have anything to do with anything but it is realistic yes i believe idris elba could just do that (laughs) and get laid that easy that little tune he just sang by the way his audition for cats (laughs) oh years earlier i read today that uh uncut gems uh, like outperformed cats like Everything office. outperformed cats. I, I read it's like going to be like seventy-five million or something. They lose. My first response was, "Did better than John Carter from Mars." <laughs> that uh, movie lost Disney two hundred million dollars. Yep, all that all that good work that Avengers put in. For t- John Carter was, <laughs> I guess, I kind of would have been in the beginning. Oh, of I all think that. you were talking about cats. No. <laughs> Cats isn't Disney. What is Cats? <laughs> Apparently Broadway? a disaster. <laughs> oh. Here okay. we go. So I never noticed before we were watching this that the goo that came from that, that was the worms crawling in the dirt earlier that they stepped on. Just like little tiny worms. Okay. And then they call, crawled into that goo. And so now they're big cobra-like things. And here's the brilliance of it. This fucking scientist just gets in its face. Yeah. So I've always... Uh, uh, I felt like I had to defend this scene, but I really, it's sort of indefensible, but at the same time, it's not, it doesn't bother me it's that practical. he's so dumb. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, this is a really dumb thing to do. And my argument was always, 
well, you're watching an alien movie, you know? They do dumb shit all the time. <laughs> you would have complained just as much if they, like, quarantined it in a little cage and studied it for a half hour. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I think that you can be a scientist and you can be an idiot. Oh, yeah. It's, it's still, you know... There are many people I've talked to with master's degrees that I am much smarter than. <laughs> they, they would try to touch the, yes. <laughs> the alien. This is awesome, though. <laughs> also, these guys are not in the right mind because they were left behind and they've been paranoid. Haven't eaten. They haven't eaten. Probably running low on oxygen. Doesn't he, like, compound fracture it? Yeah. Oh! oh! Man, he looks a little bit like... Um, uh, Richard Dreyfus now. <laughs> oh, you didn't know they had acid oh, blood. They, oh, they would. Forgot how awesome this is. Oh, oh fuck. That's... Oh. So in the end, I can't really just awesome. be mad at it because it, it has such an awesome payoff. <laughs> Oh, okay. Now I remember that that's how, that's why she is pregnant with an alien later. Because they got down to it. Yeah. Yeah. And he just passed. But it's not like that was David's plan. No. That that was just a happy side effect. Yeah. It's consequential. Yeah. Look like shit, homie. (laughs) It's like Alex Mattis, New Year's Day, 1 p.m. (laughs) I haven't partied hard on a New Year's in a long time. Same. I'm at the point now where I work on New Year's Eve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little... Brief shot of uh, Nomi Rapace. I had such a good time. She's sideways on the yeah. <laughs> on the bed. Got really out of control. All right. Now, now we're into the the second part of the movie. Here we go. I forgot that um, Idris Elba actually left the ship. I did too. I thought he was just the captain that stayed with the ship the yeah. whole time. Another full-on rescue mission now. This does look really good. Like to the point of it's able to suspend my disbelief. (laughs) That it's not real. Uh Uh-huh. What was the budget on this thing? I don't know. It looks great. (laughs) I was going to say, that guy that's calling out the names... I honestly, it's it's like I'm seeing him for the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he got lost in the Who background. Are you? <laughs> Postcoitus coffee. <laughs> Postbender's like, you're not dead yet. <laughs> That's pretty cute. His uh, his helmet has his name on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
All right, so this is June 8th of 2012. Um, The budget was around 130 million. Box office was around 400 million. So good. Did well. All you haters went to see it again. Yep. Do you see it in theaters more than once? I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, I think I've only seen it once in theaters. I just remember being over and being like, that was all right. And then like over time, I've become more defensive of it because people that hate it, I find uh, their reasoning usually very um, trivial. Yeah, I, I usually fall back on a, just saying it's a good movie on its own. And I never go further into, when I watch it and when I think of Prometheus, I don't think of it as part of the Alien franchise, really. Yeah. Even though the connection is very clear by the end. Um, and that's fine. That makes it for a better experience because I'm just watching awesome. this as world building on its own. And as that, it's, it's pretty creepy and it's It drops the ball on a few things, but it's not a bad movie. That's my biggest thing. No, it, and it's a hell it's of a It's not great, but it's good. I I think it comes pretty close to greatness in some things. I <laughs> I never noticed she has that bust of Guy Pierce's head right there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can't rewind it now, but basically like a, a pewter bust of Guy Pierce's head. The that character. In Pierce we trust. Yeah. It's the that's the profile shot in a big silver dollar. <laughs> Uh, I think that because of the way it ends mm-hmm. uh, that also just builds up a lot of goodwill at least for me because it ends with uh, Shit. wow you're drunk homie um, it, it ends with them just basically going to uh, to continue the mission to continue the search Mm-hmm. And to me, that was just—it's kind of like the end of the Last Jedi, <laughs> just like the promise of where do we go from here? Yeah, so we can go anywhere. Um, don't get infected, Idris Elba. Can he tell it's Milburn because of the name on the helmet? That's why they're all labeled. Uh, so that when you die, they can identify you. I can't you. tell the other one because it's melted off. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. They're into Voldemort. Oh no. This right now they're inside a ship, right? We just don't know it yet? Correct. Okay. It's one of those things the um the things like basically telescoping it and mapping out the inside of it it's not until it like connects at the end they're like <laughs> my god it's a ship and then it's like the end of uh 
Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. When it just flies off, yeah, <laughs> takes out the entire mountain. And Ray Winstone's like, my god. <laughs> that is Ray Winstone in that movie, right? Yes. Yeah. The He's like his agent. friend that turns on him. Yeah. Yeah, but then it turns out that he turns like three times in that movie. Nobody gives a shit. Not a good movie. Nope. Prometheus is better. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I was in the story starts playing Funky Town on the little keyboard. <laughs> awesome. Man, Fassbender is great. Oh, yeah. I... Look at that smile, that <laughs> fucker. <laughs> I can't remember what this is. It's like stored data or something. Right. And I think maybe what they figure out is that they they were going to this ship was supposed to leave but then maybe couldn't because of the alien stuff that happened. Yes, this is the part that looked fucking awesome in the 3D. Um, the guy played the flute for like a second, right? Yeah. Uh, in Covenant, one of the things they show is uh, that David plays the flute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so really? Guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess he picked it up from here. Is it a prequel or a sequel to this? It's a sequel. Uh, so is his head like sewn onto like a different body? He's... Uh, I, you never like you know it's like it happens much much later so i think that what they say is they eventually found a planet and then yeah this was with the help of nomi repays this scene made it made it worth seeing in 3d that looks great i can only imagine yeah this is uh the scene where han solo shows fan that the force is real (laughs) uh Prometheus is better than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> well, that was The Force Awakens. No, yeah, yeah, I know. The, the, that's the, we'll use The Force. That's not how it works. <laughs> but right now, anytime Star Wars is brought up, probably for the next three or four months, I'm just going to think about the empty feeling that Rise of Skywalker <laughs> left me with. It was bad I sex. felt hollow like the uh, <laughs> the architects walking around here. <laughs> defeated <laughs> that was a huge publicity slash spot in the tv spots here's the thing the sense of shot awe that TV you get spots. from these sequences and the movie in general that's something that i was not expecting uh and that i still think back on fondly yeah uh the idea that he might be close they might be close to figuring out how and that was Earth. Earth, yeah, yeah, exactly. How Earth came to be. There's one still alive. It's a uh, what is it? The pods from the Matrix. Oh, <laughs> is it Keanu in there? Yeah. Um, now this is where I, I guess this is what Reed was talking about, sort of. It's like supernatural element to it. Well, because you they wake him up and then he just tries to kill him, right? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's what I would do too. <laughs> <laughs> not, they, not, not just because it's them but like i see this these people that are holding me captive that don't look like me but i know i can crush them with my bare hands 
Yeah. But it's kind of disappointing because... Doesn't he smile right here? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's even less subtle than I remembered. He is 100% <laughs> creep. Uh, but yeah, I think that it can be disappointing when you realize that, you know, because you think a guy holds all the answers and instead the movie just becomes a slasher yeah. <laughs> because he's just a monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something admirable about that too. Like it would have been really disappointing if they wake him up and he's like, give me your hand. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am God. <laughs> well, you have to find the middle ground. Welcome my children. <laughs> I am the ghost of right. Christmas future. Uh, the idea that, that this search is futile is also something that I really like. Um, and sort of, what is the point of it? And yet, because it's human nature, they can't, uh, they can't see that. Charlene's is a badass. Take two or three. Doesn't she have a flamethrower? Yeah. She does. She has not earned this moment of badassness. <laughs> she fucked Idris Elba. She's <laughs> earned everything. Uh-oh. I love you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did the Pacino don't. <laughs> oh, no, he said do it. <laughs> he did the Rorsch- uh, Rorschach. The Rorschach. <laughs> do it! <laughs> it's pretty traumatic shit, man. Also, that's kind of bullshit to force Charlize Theron to do that. You know what I mean? The- I, I guess. They didn't force her to. Well, he, he was saying do it. Yeah. He knew the score. <laughs> right, but he I'm knew saying she was like- an emotionless robot. <laughs> she will not be haunted by this. Oh, Fassbender. We didn't get a... That, see... Did you catch that? He tried to take her cross off, and that's what woke her up. She was like, no. <laughs> no, Jesus, no. Um, we didn't get a a, a shot of Fassbender's reaction to Logan Marshall Green dying. It's just um, Patrick Fugget in Almost Famous watching <laughs> Kate Hudson's stomach be pumped in the, the bathtub. <laughs> He's just sitting there smiling. <laughs> this slow motion smile. While Stevie Wonder plays in his headset. Um. Okay, so here, he's doing this because he's hoping that the that the virus or the the organism has been passed on to her. Yes, but not because he planned it. Because that was that was the thing. Like, if you if you got a close up shot of David going like, "Fuck, there goes my <laughs> my my experiment, my experiment," right? Intercourse. That's not how pregnancies work. (laughs) (laughs) But she could be pregnant. I love how just nonchalant he is about this. (laughs) Could be an alien. (laughs) 
be a hard pill to swallow. Like, hey, <laughs> it's like a, a squid growing inside you right now. Well, I think, yeah, I, I, I think the idea that David See, is just this madman that's just playing around, it makes the movie work a lot better than as if he has some sort of plan. Because if he, if his plan is to deliver this to Earth, to deliver this organism to Earth, and you're like, oh, well, the perfect vessel to carry this organism would be a woman that's pregnant with the organism. Therefore, I'm going to infect her boyfriend, assume they're going to have sex, and he's going to pass it on. And that's a little too convoluted. Well, I was about to say, but he's doing an expert job of calling her on the flizz. He's like, well, this isn't what I anticipated, <laughs> but well, this will do. And it's kind of like, you know, dumb luck. He's like... I was just testing on a human. I didn't know this shit could be passed on through sex. <laughs> now we're just going to birth like a half-human, half-alien hybrid. Let's do it. He's, he's Mark Ruffalo. Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I've never figured out, and we're way past it now. We're close to the end of the movie. Uh, in the beginning where Fassbender's just awake and everyone else is asleep, that cream he has in his hair, I don't know if that's like... He's dyeing his hair blonde? I, yeah, I don't know if that's what it is or it's like, you know, uh, grease for his circuit board or like what's going on. <laughs> she looks like Rose Byrne right there. A little bit. Man, this lady has made it much longer than I expected. In my mind, by the time that we get to the pregnancy, it's just them. Like the, all the background players have, are gone. See, I didn't realize how close to the ending uh, the C section a bobo is. Yeah, it's not a bobo; it's a C section, right? Oh yeah, she doesn't kill it because it, it breaks open. It's like, Meh. yeah, looks like the tunnel of Millennium Falcon right there. Are you saying a bobo? Uh, thinking of Double Dragon, or are you just? No, that, oh. <laughs> that show I like, You're the Worst. One of the characters says that. There you go. Sexist. Boo. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> they went into this <laughs> this other part of the galaxy, this other planet that no one had ever been to, and they just... Uh, they assumed only a male would get injured. They didn't <laughs> equip this. That's crazy. That's like dumb and dumber shit. What if he shot you in the face? Well, that's a risk we were willing to take. Is it that maybe she just went into the wrong room and there's another room that's just for female patients? <laughs> it's across the hallway. It's, just, <laughs> it's got the you know the universal woman with the square, <laughs> the little triangle dress. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, this is definitely complete homage to Alien. Like even the like her undergarments and whatnot are uh -huh. very Ripley esque. This part's awesome, though. This is one of those like uh, Watchmen is always the one I go to, which is fitting because we're doing that. Anyone can say anything they want about Watchmen, but everyone I talk to is always like, "Yeah, but the opening credits are amazing." Anyone I always talk to about this, they're like, "Yeah, but that Cesarean scene's pretty uh -huh. dope." Oh. oh man! <laughs> 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 
this is if you told me that this was the highlight of the 3D uh, experience, I would have believed you. <laughs> no. There are lines that 3D won't cross. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't watch this with Kelly because she would have been super grossed out. Yeah, this is a very unrelenting scene. So, the if you, claw. <laughs> <laughs> this is an unfair uh, comparison, but as far as just the emotional response, the intensity, where do you put it? Or how do you put it against uh, the first time that the alien comes out of uh, a person in the first alien? Gross. Yeah, that's fucking disgusting. Ah! That can't be right. Um, like, what do you have an, a, a stronger reaction to? So, the biggest thing for that is always... Uh, you can only see something for the first time once. Uh-huh. And with the original Alien, I had already known about that scene just from, like, pop culture zeitgeist and, like, uh, even, like, fucking Spaceballs and stuff. So the first time I saw that movie from start to finish, I kind of knew that was coming. This, I definitely, you know, for history's sake, I would have to say, or else it would be shot in the street that the first one's obviously the most important, but, like... For me personally, my reaction to it with this, I had no idea this was coming. Right, that, it, that's how I felt. And when it was happening, yeah. it was like, "Oh my god!" And when it like opened up there, oh, that's all. That was even more <laughs> intense. Than it's I just remembered. so gross because he has the tentacles. <laughs> it's just and she rips her umbilical out. cord out. And then he puts the top hat and goes, hello, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's Spaceballs, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so these guys have no idea that we just had a... A breach. A, a breach. I'm going to say a C-section, but... Like that guy does that guy. Who is that guy? I was about to say <laughs> Paul Giamatti's kid. <laughs> is that uh I think that was redhead mohawk guy. Oh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Because they never found him, right? Yeah. They did, but they just left him there because they had to get going. She's had a rough day. Okay, what's the explanation behind this, though? Why is he acting like a maniac? Yes. <laughs> is the answer Captain Marvel? <laughs> I mean, you could argue you're infected, you start losing your mind, you become violent. Uh, Is Elba about to kick some ass? Hell yeah. I forgot he gets the <laughs> shot with the flamethrower. Yeah, I guess. You they, you get infected and you adopt the violent tendencies of the, the alien. I mean, it's 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 quite a stretch, oh, but... Oh. 
Big things have small beginnings, Julio. Because <laughs> you get a, you know, you just had that that C-section scene, so you need to fill in the time <laughs> with something else that's at least somewhat. We got to come exciting. down for a little bit before we get to the climax. Yeah, but you can't just go back to Idris Elba and Charlie Theron flirting. <laughs> no, so <laughs> let's just set some dude on fire. Oh God, yeah, we. This is it too. Oh, how did she happen into this room? <laughs> you killed my baby. <laughs> Look, at it. hide your shame, woman. <laughs> Such a gentleman. Uh, looks like died. a crypt keeper. <laughs> And the Oscar for best makeup goes to. Gross. He does have well hydrated feet. His toenails could use some work, though. Yeah. Well, and the toes are all tied together, like twisted around. His foot was bound at one point. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> His face is like a puzzle. It's uh, he looks like something that I can't remember what now. It's like when you uh, you know, when they cut a tree down and then you look on the stump and it's just like you can count alive. the rings on his face to see yes. how old he is. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I take it all back. I mean, yes, David Fassbender was working for um, for Guy Pierce, uh-huh. but everything he's done with the alien that's that's his own shit. Yeah, because Guy Pierce just revealed that the only thing he's interested in is meeting their makers so that they can save him from being old. Yeah, that's right. He wants like the fountain of youth, immortality. Yeah. Fassbender's been doing extracurricular activities. <laughs> He's just trying his own shit. Yeah. He's got to entertain himself somehow on the ship. <laughs> you can see, the like, hair. the latex in the back. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like if a take wasn't good enough, Rid, uh, Ridley could just come and grab the latex and pull him up like a puppy in the back of his neck. Uh. Okay. This is it. This is the shot in the trailer that they didn't use. So we'll just wait for it to cut here. And then I'll explain. Okay. Because you were pointing at the shot that they did use. <laughs> yes, this is what they use. She finds the ring. Is she about to abandon her faith? Not yet. Does she in the end? I remember. I honestly had forgotten about the the about her faith until just now when we started watching the movie. Yeah, it's not the that angle is not nearly as heavily pushed as I'd remembered it. Okay, so anyway, in the tra- in the trailer, 
that shot, that panning shot up to her looking in the mirror. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the exact same shot in the trailer, except she like puts her hands together and starts to pray. And oh. like, I thought that would have been really well timed at that point in the movie. Well, they just had the, the previous scene ended with uh, Guy Pierce asking her if she had lost her faith. So maybe they thought that would have been a little too heavy handed. I thought it was cool. And I thought it would have been a nice addition. Neither Selb was just like, bitch, we got to get out of here. <laughs> the end. Exactly. <laughs> I think that line was in one of the TV spots. I don't care. So, <laughs> so am I right now. <laughs> Woman. Yes, he said it. <laughs> you have no conviction, Idris Elba. Pay was good. Doesn't he say something like that? Oh, no. Mm. Now he gets a moment of uh, moral high ground. I'm going to help you out. Most relatable person in the movie, Idris Elba. <laughs> Took a job, and now he's just trying to survive. He's trying to be nice and like kind of let her live out her fantasy at the same time. <laughs> Oh god, I forgot they hook him up to like a, a karate fighter. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Port. Oh god, the worst scene in the movie. <laughs> Just Fossbender controlling him. <laughs> oh man. This is easily as much as I like this movie and Hulu likes this movie, this is easily the scene that's quoted most. <laughs> Yeah, but I would I I might have said it before. I don't know. I can't think of an actress that could make this revelation work. Uh, yeah, it's there's like literally just no reason for this scene. Well, and it's just so clunky. <laughs> yeah, father. Eddie Strait is a big fan of this. <laughs> I mean, I he might should be... have said, "I am inevitable." <laughs> I, I'm sort of with you that she's not. Her acting is not great in the scene. <laughs> no, the the entire movie. <laughs> but you know, she's acting against a a rubber monster. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Charlize, it gets worse every time. Oh, that's brutal. Such a long, dramatic pause. Would it be Guy better? Guy Pierce looks like he's over this movie here. <laughs> uh, would it be better if she had called him daddy? That would be a bit much. <laughs> I don't know if the world is ready for that yet. How about Papa. <laughs> That's a hell of an assumption, um, you know, for them to to think that 
that guy that's trapped in there, right, the guy they're about to wake up, that he can somehow, what, make Guy Pierce young again? Well, not just that, but like, I still just think it's a hell of an assumption that this guy's just going to want to share all this information. Right. But, I mean, because I think what happens, or at least they say that he wakes up, it's not that he's trying to kill them because he he's conscious of it. He's just crazy. No, he's trying to finish the, what they were doing. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. he, doesn't he shoot the the aliens? Or, uh, like he or immediately tries to, just tries to get the ship going again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. He, it's basically he he's was... He's not crazy. He is He was frozen evil. like... Uh, you know, if someone froze you like on the way to your fallout shelter when a tornado was coming and then you wake <laughs> up, you're still trying to get to where you're going. Um, that's what... That's how Idris Elba dies, right? He he sends his ship against the, yeah. the thing that they were sending to Earth. Yeah. Because they were going to take the planet down or some shit. Yeah. But Idris Selva saves the day as, as you know, should. They found the nukes. <laughs> You can just open the portal. <laughs> okay. How do you and not so know this... it's a ship now? <laughs> it looks like a horseshoe. He just has to see it at the right angle and he's like, uh-huh. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What would make you think it does that look it's... like the map from like a PS1 game? Yeah, that could be a fortress. I guess he saw the the cockpit or something. I don't know. I mean, he's a captain. He knows these things when he sees them. He has his magazines. <laughs> <laughs> Pilots are us or whatever with the latest designs. Pilot monthly. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, how the fuck do you know this stuff? <laughs> Earth. That's the question. So their plan was to go to Earth and unleash the aliens there? Uh, I don't know. Why would they want to destroy Earth? Right. They, yeah. We're not, we're not making a good case for why this is a good movie. No, but see, I like... The idea that we just, it's beyond us as a species yeah. to try to figure out what a superior race, what was going on through their head. Um, that dude, I forgot when he's in that whole ensemble there. He looks like... Uh, Bane? Not Bane, but like, um, what was the Star Trek movie that came out in the late 90s? Oh, uh, Nemesis, right? Yeah, uh, there's Tom a- Hardy, was that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had that action figure when I was a little kid. Did not know it was Tom Hardy, of course. Because <laughs> he was like, what, fucking 19? The guy appears, help me! <laughs> he didn't ask, though. I think if the... 
if the final message of the movie is that humans are so full of a uh, hubris they just assume way too much speaking in alien language <laughs> Up till now, that guy's being surprisingly chill. They use Owen Wilson's face for the mold on that. <laughs> oh, God. And you would think that's the end of Fassbender, but no. I cannot express with words how much I appreciate that they used a practical rubber head when he threw that on the ground that looked nothing like Michael Fassbender <laughs> that is the shit I live for in my movies that's a <laughs> hell of a goose egg oh that looks a lot like Michael Fassbender that does yeah <laughs> goodbye goodbye Father. Father. It's <laughs> <laughs> just I made the wrong call. Should have left already. I don't remember how Charlie Staron ends ends up on the surface. Because she's she's in the ship right now, in the in Prometheus. Yeah, but then later she's running <laughs> because oh, so she has to get off of it because Idris Elba. Oh, is because he's going. To, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell of an actor, uh, Michael Fassbender. Once again, just all he has to work with is his head. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It becomes the cockpit. <laughs> that's really... You're right. Going back to your uh, tornado shelter analogy. What was so pressing that really he was like, I need to do this right now. Because there's Avengers a lot of Avengers Endgame had just come out in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> that Yeah, that was the final shot in the trailer that thing closing when he had the helmet on and he looked like one of the bosses in Contra or Super C <laughs> yeah okay so you see see now I don't remember if he actually takes off or is it just gonna shoot earth Did he not tell them that it was a ship after he figured it out? He didn't, right? Mm -mm. So no mirror pace is just <laughs> what the fuck's Wing going and a on? prayer. <laughs> it's been a rough day for her. <laughs> I 
and this. Oh, so he knew it was a ship. He didn't know it was functional, though. Uh, It'll be home to go back to. Yeah, that was in the trailer. I remember that. Yeah, I guess that that is a fair point. It's not explained why they wanted to go back with all those alien eggs and unleash it on Earth, but sometimes the things that are scarier are things that we don't know. Right. I, I think that the larger point is that this is an alien culture, an alien race, and they might have created us, but that doesn't mean that they see us as precious. Yeah. So maybe they only created us so that they could unleash the aliens on us later <laughs> <laughs> as part of some experiment or, or a, a larger thing. I, I just like the just the idea of you know the arrogance of humans of thinking that we can actually we get it we know what's going on and it turns out that no we have no idea yeah heroes all of you that one moment of self reflection <laughs> I don't know why I had it in my head that uh, that Charlie Theron and Idris Elba were gonna have some sort of meaningful Good, goodbye. Goodbye moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. She kisses him and is like, "You son of a bitch." Yes. <laughs> I his, love you. Like, I know. <laughs> Those two other like the co-pilots have done shit the entire movie though. <laughs> I mean, I always love these like war movies. Anytime a guy sacrifices himself, uh, it's, it's such an easy trope that gets me every single time. Put his hat on. That's right. He's going out, man. Way he came in. <laughs> Charlie Theron's throwing a tantrum inside <laughs> her pot. <laughs> Who? <laughs> the fuck is going on? <laughs> do we get a shot of uh, Fastbender's head just rolling around? Because I think we do, right? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what does that mean? Hands off. Like Luke Ma, no hands? Okay, so now this is a little easier to defend, even though it's kind of dumb. What? This thing where where the the ship this now rolling is donut. rolling and they're running away from it in a straight line. Serpentine pattern, man. Yeah, but I also think that if you were in that situation and you saw that shit coming at you, the the scope of it would be such that you wouldn't realize you're running in a straight line. <laughs> my what I my defense of it all the time is, well, I've never been in the situation of a <laughs> loop-shaped uh, intergalactic starcraft falling on me, so I'm not really sure what I would do in that situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of put it on on um, 
Ridley Scott because the way it's shot, it just highlights how silly it is. Yes. <laughs> if he was shooting it from a different angle, then we wouldn't go like, well, it's just easy. Just and go then, yeah, and then she just rolls out of the way, but Charlie's there and meets her maker. Come on, Charlie's. Pancake. <laughs> like the MCU stops. movies. I am the only one left. <laughs> well, somewhere in there, there's a Fassbender head. Man, I don't know it's where a lucky I thought. break. I thought that we saw the alien again, but that's not until after the post credits, right? It's not a full post credits. No, a, yeah, he comes back. The alien? Yeah. No, 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 not not the not the giant guy. Yes. He, oh, okay. I'm talking about the 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 thing that came out of her. Yes. At the very end, like post credits. No. Oh. It comes back, and then there's the post credits. Oh, the post credits is when you see him turn into yeah. a xenomorph. Correct. Yeah. Man, at this point, it's like you survived, but you're still stuck. Where is your God now? <laughs> She doesn't even know what she's grabbing. It's like tied and chapstick. <laughs> Can of beans. <laughs> it's gonna be a long journey. <laughs> this David's secret room. And that's where they stored Guy Pierce the whole time. Yeah. And all those books. Yeah, because remember, that's where the little operation room is, and it's been just growing in there over the past 30 minutes. Right. Jostled it loose. Where's my baby? <laughs> Again, a wet rubber hose. They just ran up against that window. <laughs> God bless the practical effects. This is David's head. All right, so what's his deal? Jesus. <laughs> Tremendous. Yep. 
That's ridiculous. Get out of there, Numi. Just like a calamari. I don't know why he was after her, but yeah, that's. Well, he was just mad. They <laughs> they foiled his plan. He was just fired up about something. <laughs> There's only one person that has survived, unless I want to take it out on this android head. That's kind of an epic fight. It is. I feel like we like it, we should have gotten a little bit more of it. Oh. Good night. <laughs> oh god, that's just gross. It's very gross. <laughs> just climaxes on top and then yep. goes to bed. I did like that shot the first time I saw it. I was about to say, who's she apologizing to? It would be great for no reason. Her helmet just said David on it. (laughs) (laughs) So she was about to give up on life, I guess. I think she was just going to lay there and let the oxygen drain out. Grow old. Eat the pork and beans that she just grabbed from the <laughs> the supplies cache. Actually, I do. Okay, he did. There was another ship. I was trying to remember how she escaped. I thought it was that escape pod that was shot out of the Prometheus. Like there was that little detached ship. I don't know. I'm going to get on an alien spaceship. Oh, there's another one inside there? I don't remember. His body. Haha. <laughs> 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 It'd be funny if she got the cross and she's like, all right, bye. Wouldn't be very Christ like, but yeah, it would be funny. <laughs> Not to Earth. (laughs) 
He just fakes being dead. <laughs> David is not on board with this plan. Just pretend you're asleep. <laughs> Uh-huh. Now, tell me that doesn't promise an awesome an sequel. An epic sequel. Right. Yeah, it does, definitely does. The sequel has nothing to do with that. Because people bitched. Nerds bitched about it. Not enough aliens. Yeah. Not enough Danny McBride. <laughs> you know, Dr. Manhattan is in that movie, too. Uh, Russell Hammond? Yes. Nice. What's his shoot name? Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. He's uh, I love, love when she just zips his <laughs> face up. <laughs> this is me now. I'm guessing she's not aware of the the part he played in the death of her boyfriend. Yes. Because otherwise I would she hope wouldn't not. be. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is definitely in the vein of um, Star Trek Captain's Log. Oh, no, I was going to say the uh, classics of the past we've watched where the climax happens and then it ends right away. <laughs> it's about five minutes or so of epilogue, but the Evalod 20, 2094. Jesus, John. Look at that. That's heaven. Joseph and Mary. Wait, how'd she get the ship to work? Uh, David, I guess. Um. <laughs> David did the thing with the... Oh, it's not even a post-credits. It's just right to it. So the alien... The, the, the giant calamari implanted something else in this guy. And it created this hybrid. Right. So gross. But that thing is not a xenomorph. It's supposed to be like the original incarnation, like several generations previous to what we would see in Alien. Okay. Because I remember remember it has the mouth that bursts out. Yeah. (laughs) He's a baby. (laughs) He is. (laughs) It's like baby Groot. Um, I remember hearing people complaining that that's, Scott joint. that's not what a xenomorph looks like. That's the fucking point. <laughs> Goddamn nerds. That's several generations removed. <laughs> if it is supposed to be a sequel, what year is Alien based in? Uh, I don't know. 2049, right? That's, uh, that's this one. Whatever the case. So Benedict Wong plays a character named Wong in Doctor Strange. Oh, is that what his character's name is? I think so. I don't know. That movie sucks, so. <laughs> Wouldn't know. Yeah, that man, that movie's fine. Not Doctor Strange. Prometheus. It. I, I There's a lot of things that watching it in this fashion 
doing this commentary track. There's definitely some things more so than previously you can poke fun at, but also just from our discussion about it, there's a lot of things I've taken away from it that has uh, increased my adoration for it just in terms of um, the thing we criticize a lot of modern movies for beating you over the head with everything. There's a lot that you as a viewer can like interpret from this and kind mm-hmm. of like jump to your own conclusions or not jump to conclusions, but kind of question and it doesn't it's not like it leaves these massive gaping holes anywhere there's some stuff in the plot that's like what but like nothing egregious or offensive and yeah you were right that closing dialogue from Numi Rapace is like holy <laughs> shit the sequel to this is going to be awesome yeah yeah um i really like that they they didn't have that moment where uh Michael Fassbender pulled a hook in Phoenix and then he had like the flashback to all the scenes where he was manipulating <laughs> everything behind the scenes. And uh, Numi Rapace was never actually there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd give that like a B. I, I'm a, uh, four and a half stars. That's like a, you know, what would be like an A minus for you or something. I, I most of the things that don't work for me now uh one i don't really care mm-hmm. and, but two are things that i truly believe they would have been they were building up to something properly vetted it, yeah it, it was just that they dropped the ball with the sequel or they decided to go a different way but if if not if the sequel to prometheus had been something that actually built on what prometheus was setting up yeah. then we probably would look back to this and just it would be more fondly. Yeah. Go like, oh, remember how awesome they set this up? Um, I know we commented on it like 50 fucking times during the recording, but God, it looks good. Yep. Looks great. Good score. Yeah. All around solid stuff. I'm trying to remember what, it came, what else came out in 2012. That would have been the big cheese. Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> um, ben Foster. Remember... Um, the guy that wrote, I guess, the first draft of this is the guy that wrote Passengers. Yes. And we have that se- that scene, that whole sequence at the beginning where David is just riding his bicycle and playing basketball. That was also reminiscent of Passengers. Well, Passengers also has the um, the operation bed in it because she just like <laughs> she hits the all cheats enabled code on it to bring back Chris Pratt. It's true. In Passengers, it's programmed for both uh, both genders. sexes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or is it genders or sexes? What are we supposed to say now? Uh, genders? But then I shouldn't say both. I think it's just all genders. There you go. CG uh, supervisor, UFC star Mike Perry was on there. He's not a star. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologizing to the UFC. UFC fans. Oh no! If this movie came out today, everybody would be expecting the the end credit sequence. Like there's something oh, yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That threw me for a loop because I thought they did. In my memory, it was like the the title card and the the, the stars, and then it faded to black and then cut back into uh, that. Yeah. No. Nope. Right to it. Just. Re- Go to black and then back up to the Ridley alien. Scott by this point had already because the first Avengers would have already come out, so he had seen it already. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck this, put it in there, get out, let the people clean the theater." 
I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. When I first started at the movie theater uh, in the theater industry in 2007, uh, before the Marvel franchise took off, it was always Pirates of the Caribbean that had the post credit scene. We were always very resentful of because we'd have to wait and have less time to get it ready for the next showing. And they weren't even that great. One of them was just like um, Orlando Bloom just like coming into harbor on a ship. I think that's the third one, right? Yeah. The, the, the very end, this is a big thing. Once every 20 years, he can come back and get laid. Color and prints by Deluxe. Julio, what color would that can have been? Deluxe would have been... or No, Deluxe is gray. Yep, yeah. good one. Technicolor is orange. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Wyland Core. Yes. The fictional logo there at the end. I, I think, was it this one? Was it Prometheus that had some sort of uh, extra supplemental material online? Yes. Where you could, okay. Yeah. It was like videos with Fossbender, like talking into the camera type thing. Yeah. Just what he was doing while everybody else was sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Good call. <laughs> it's like day 25. <laughs> Tyra I discovered my revolution. penis. <laughs> <laughs> day 45. The blonde is taking to my hair. <laughs> All right, so that was Prometheus. That was our third commentary track. These are getting fun. Or they are fun, I should say. I was going to say, I think these are going to become a regular part of the podcast. Not monthly, anything like that. I wouldn't expect it uh, that often, but I think we, we have a good time doing these, and I think they'll become a regular part of the rotation. Yeah, I, uh, I, I told you, I thought this was longer, so I'm glad that we're actually uh, serving up a, an episode that's shorter than... Uh, Avengers Endgame. Our Titan-sized Endgame episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the order of things, this will come out before or after Watchmen? Before. Okay. This comes out tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> goddamn, pal. All right. So this is going to be hot off the presses. So the next time uh, we will be in your headphones or over your speakers, it will be for uh, our 100th episode, which will be Watchmen. Yes. No uh, No plugs plugs from us other than the usual plugs festive years the festive years.com for all your festive year needs thank you <laughs> and uh hansworth geezer man behind our logo he has his two podcasts nacion combi and uh living in peru living in peru is on ivox it's in english nacion combi is in spanish it's about all peruvian sorts of things uh you can reach him at mil demonios m-i-l-d-m-o-n-i-o-s uh on twitter or you can email him at mildemonios.com. You can check his website, mildemonios.pe, PE for Peru. Uh, thank you, Hans. Hell yeah. Pretty sure he doesn't like Prometheus. Well, he can <laughs> sync it up to this and see what he thinks this time around. Uh, but that's going to do it for our third commentary track. Uh, we always appreciate y'all listening to the Contrarians where we're right and you're wrong, and we will catch you next time. That's some of the-